the Dear Happy Show. Brought to you by Carl's Jr. Hi, Happy. It seems like all I ever hear is bad news. Here's good news. At Carl's Jr., you can get two California Classic Double Cheeseburgers for just five bucks. Double meat, double cheese, double affordable. Available for a limited time only. Participate in Carl's Jr. restaurants. Tax not included. Price participation may vary. At Westcom Credit Union, we know that when you have a new baby, you can use all the help you can get. And while we can't help you with the 3 a.m. feedings, we can help make the banking part of your life easier with mobile apps that let you pay bills, transfer funds, and deposit checks from anywhere at any time. We even make it easy to open an account online at westcomtogether.com. Westcom. Together, we can do great things. Yeah, even at 3 a.m. Westcom is insured by NCUA. Certain terms and conditions may apply.
All right, cool. Well, we are here. This is Michael Basham joining with William Ramsey on the Fringe Radio Network Spirit Wars. It's been a long time, friend. We've um, since moved to the jungles and the valleys, gotten out of Waikiki, Aleister Crowleyville in Hawaii. And um, how is L.A. doing? You guys uh, on lockdown there right now? Still surviving lockdown, yes. It's very quiet. You can get from one side of the city to the other in 20 minutes if you need to. So things are definitely different. There's an article on Drudge that says uh, they're thinking about closing down public transit because it's all, all like sick people and homeless people taking the bus. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I haven't been on there. I haven't heard that complaint yet. But uh, I don't see too many sick people around here, to be honest with you, on, at least on the west side, which is good news. So do you, but, uh, you got in trouble for some posts recently, you're saying? You're, are you, like, making some people mad out there? <laughs> well, I didn't know it was going to make everybody mad, but I guess I might, if I say that there's an actual real virus making people sick and that, uh, you know, some of this uh, over... You know, over-analysis is... I, I think I use the term conspiratardation, which is an affliction yeah. where you don't see the actual core problem and start just saying it's all false flag crisis actors they're actually putting a lot of people in danger because people are getting sick like i know people who have you know i don't want to get into the gnarly details but people are dying man it's not good it's like more people are dying from the situation that are are going to die from the actual flu well, I think that it's going to the way it's going to play out is going to be very uh, interesting. We're really only at the beginning stages, so I think that um, you know, I hope everything works out in the long term for everybody. To be honest with you, but you know, it's uh, it's pretty disturbing. I was lucky. I mean, and that's something that I wanted to ask you questions about. Is that I've really been trying to find the uh, alternate Chinese media. I was able to find a number of people who have been talking about it from. You know, this whole instance from really December almost, uh, there was a Falun Gong practitioner, a woman's name. Let me see if I can find it now. But I've been finding, following her on t- Twitter, and the, the posts are uh, terrifying, really terrifying. That uh, not not a lot of things, but also how the communist, the CCP responded to this whole event is also equally terrifying. Uh, total shutdown, shutdown of the media. So. I've definitely been uh, definitely trying to keep my finger on what really is happening, whether there's a real event or not. My conclusion for sure is that there's some type of pathogen going around, but uh, where it came from and how how it got out, uh, you know, the core issues. I think that there really is kind of patient zeros. There was something happened in Wuhan, but, uh, you know, it was right across from the CDC, which has a BSL lab third level as where the fish market was that they supposedly blamed stuff. But if you look at the genome that was leaked out uh, by a Chinese doctor, if that genome is true, then this is definitely a novel kind of core. They took a SARS virus and somebody tinkered with it, is my opinion. Yeah, that's obviously all over the place that they, um, they absolutely, the Chinese government used a bioweapon that was very very artificial um whether or not it's it's as bad as they're saying i think they they kind of i mean you're an expert obviously on 9-11 inside job occult 
symbology, Aleister Crowley, all the way. Whole nine yards, all, you know all about this. This reeks to me of a similar situation where the media was prepped from day one to initiate a global pandemic. They were expecting it to be a lot worse than it turns out to actually be. Um, But now, obviously, in China, they've cracked down on whistleblowers. There isn't what you think of as in the States where there's a free media. Taiwan, kind of, their media all sort of has a somewhat amount of free speech. But even Taiwanese people, when I lived in Taiwan for 10 years, they're afraid to speak out because China has all kinds of spies and people in Taiwan that'll kill you if you're extremely vocal. So you're really never free as a Chinese person anywhere to be an outspoken voice unless you're a part of a group like Falun Gong who uh, runs and operates the newspaper Epoch Times. Not Epic Times, people always say it wrong. Epoch Times is probably the closest thing to free media that you'll find uh, coming out of China and dealing like you know with the horns of the whole CCP system because when I I was an underground missionary in China and there there's just death constant death of the underground church of the Falun Gong Buddhist sect or cult but great people I know a lot of people from Falun Gong and they are very aware of like UFOs and Illuminati stuff it's very interesting. But then they all want you to go and join their master, this guy that lives in New York that's like God. <laughs> oh, um, fascinating. The girl's name I know is Jennifer Zheng, C-E-N-G, yeah. so people want to okay. – she's a Falun Gong practitioner. Okay. She's written three books about it and, oh. and does that. I've, I've found her to be very informative. But, uh, yeah, no, it's internet. remarkable. I mean, inside of China, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, they're trying to subvert the church. They're trying to subvert the Catholic church, the Uyghurs. Yep. Uh, all kinds of uh, things going on. Yeah, and they have the they have their fake they have their their very yeah, fake uh, communist yeah. church, but obviously that's that doesn't count as real church. Right. Oh but gosh. it's interesting that Yeah. Well I was gonna say it was interesting that you brought that up that there was something like leading up to this event. Yes. Clearly this uh was it exercise two oh one foresaw this or or you know, they kind of knew it was going. Fauci said I expect a pandemic. Right. Uh, Bill Gates is clearly on on the pulse of these whole events. So, uh, and there, there were talks about it. I think there's a video of somebody from the Chinese government bragging about them. CRISPR, you know, what CRISPR is right. The gene editing. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, they're, they're yeah they're CRISPR things. They were doing that to embryos and other things in China leading up to this. And and if the yeah. the genome has been tinkered that that I saw was was tampered with. It was CRISPR. They crispered in, and this is Dr. You know Francis Boyle has talked about this, but they increased the function of it, you know, increase the function things. So it's 88% SARS virus, but the other okay. 12% they're tinkering around oh, with. Oh, I didn't know about that. So it's a crisper. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually, it looks like, uh, according to other people who studied it, and there's been a couple of papers. There's one out of the South China Sea where they said that, you know, some other hand was involved in the evolution of this virus. There was another one out of Russia, wow. and there was another one that was put out by India, all who said the genome looks like somebody was tinkering around with the standard virus. So it's a real virus. It just has other functions that are different than a SARS virus. According so, to, you know, according to what I've read. So 
I can't say it for any any stretch of the imagination. I'm a microbiologist, but that's what differentiates this from standard pandemic is that it's made to be very, uh, you know, quick acting. And and as far as your research, as far as knowing about a global government, knowing about this occult force that is driving towards this one world order as many dark occultic satanic people have been driving towards like do you see a sort of worldwide because just like after 9-11 it was like every country was ready to go into lockdown a lot of people made a lot of money and a lot of authoritarians got a lot of power you know do you see that like there there is this yeah. sort of global understanding of like yeah the uh, the coronavirus <laughs> nobody's allowed to go outside and then everybody gets right. like total control well, I think that. that's really one of the scary events is because people are willing to cede them that control. Even if you look at this kind of legislation that passed in the U.S. for $2 trillion, see how that's a portion and who gets the lion's share of that and who's overseeing it. A guy who's a skull and bones man. Mnuchin is a skull and bones man from Yale who has a uh, slush fund he's basically going to hand out with. I think Trump just fired the old the oversight guy who's supposed to watch over it today and replaced him with somebody new. So... There's going to be a lot of shenanigans around that. It reminds me a lot of the 2008 bank bailouts. So, yeah, I totally agree with that policy. I do believe that all of those agendas were in place even leading up to 9-11, which was, in my opinion, a structured event. Whether this was at this point as of, what, April 7th, 2020, I don't know. But if it was accidental, it makes the most sense from my analysis that it was accidental because... The Chinese government didn't come out and say we got attacked. They tried to cover it up for a month and a half and uh, did uh, did so unsuccessfully. And that's why, you know, these other countries who were affiliated with China, uh, their program was at the, the Belt and Road programs where they're expanding their economic power through Iran, Italy. And so all these places with these high levels in the U.S., really, with high level, high contacts with the Chinese uh, nation state have uh, this infection is now going around. So. Well, whatever happened to it's like a it only affects young Chinese males of like a fighting age. Remember, there were all these weird things about yeah. it in the beginning, and now nobody's talking about that. You know, so it's yeah, no, that's a changed. great point. Yeah, nobody has. A yeah, problem. I mean, what's that? Nobody remembers what happened like a month ago or two months ago. They're always like, what's happening right now? Drudge Report said this, which Drudge is really becoming weird now. Drudge is like anti-Trump. Whatever the mainstream media says, Drudge says now. It's really yes. a disappointment. But um, but yes, indeed, well, I it's, mean, it's, it's still kind of starting off. I mean, we don't know all the facts about what came out of China. I don't think their numbers are correct at all. I think they're totally deceptive. And uh, what they were up to in, in allowing the ignorance about the virus to take place is going to really come back to bite them. So I think all these governments, the UK, and even some of these lawsuits, they're gearing up for some type of judgment against them that I, I don't know if they're going to be able to get away from it, to be honest with you. So, uh, you know, we're just at the beginning of this whole long process. And it's still, the I mean, some of these... Although I feel I'm terrified for the third world countries who get this thing because they're just not even going to have a response that's adequate, even close to being adequate. So it's really going to be terrifying. 
let's talk about your um, post because I just realized you have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are going crazy about what you wrote. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, are you I'll bored, repeat. William? Are you are you bored? Are you at home in quarantine? <laughs> just trying to. I might, I might be. I might be. I might just be be bored trying to stir something up. I honestly didn't know that it was going to anger people that much, but uh, really what it was, I, I basically said, quote, the de- corona deniers suffer from a, de- a disease almost as bad as the virus itself. The disease, co- disease is called conspiratardation, a virus that infects the mind and prohibits a person from seeing a thing for itself, but constantly contextualizing that thing by seeing it in terms of false flag, crisis actors, controlled opposition, agenda 21, etc. So... Yeah. I mean, I really just try, my point, general point is that the real novel Corona, this virus is real. There's something there. So, and I don't think it's some other mystery disease. I don't think it's att- attached to anything, uh, you know, what is it? 5G technology. I don't know. I've never heard of anything having to do with microwaves affecting viruses or having an effect, but those microwaves are lethal. I've, I've been in that industry of the cell phone industry. Oh, really? And oh, wow. they, yeah. No, no, they're totally lethal. They have to, for somebody to work on a cell phone tower at a 4G level, they have to shut the power down at the base. You cannot right. go up there. It will literally fry your um, reproductive organs. If you do, you stand in front of one of those 4G uh, cell towers for a long period of time, you're sterile, baby. And, it'll, and you stand in front of one when it's on, your hair will stand up on end. It's super unhealthy. And even in the documents, which I've seen, uh, even their legal documents, they will not take any blame for any any disease or anything that comes off of those things. So those contracts are all designed for them not to ever be sued. So there's all kinds of uh, clauses in there that say, you know, Sprint or, or AT&T is not viable for any disease having to do with anything in any way, shape or form. So those are, they're not uh, safety human health. And I, I think the you know, so I, but I don't see that attention, uh, that connection between 5G people's health. I, I, uh, okay. Well, that's okay. And, I mean, my my wife is starting a whole petition to stop 5G, which is great. But I mean, it's true. Through 1G, through 4G, they're all bad. All cell phone yeah. radiation is bad. It's just they're going to uptick the amount of power. I've heard they can kind of like dial in or like laser in to your phone you should always have your phone on airplane mode if it's on your body anywhere anyway and you know i keep catching my wife like oh you've you fell asleep with your cell phone next to you and the baby like that ah, we, we need to keep this keep this off keep this away unless you're holding it you know away from yourself but no everybody's so used to it now that and the opposite end is they're burning these towers so that's just gonna now it makes youtube and facebook censor anything about 5g to try to protect right. their property. Well, as an attorney, as someone that has practiced law extensively, understands the legal system, the same with the virus, uh, the vaccine, right? Like you see these these companies have been completely protected from any um, lawsuits or I any kind of... It's like you can't even get away with that. Did you hear that the United Nations started to actually question vaccines, though? So... It, that also kind of got hushed up in the recent freakout. <laughs> Did you remember that? I'm not, no, I missed the whole UN thing, but Two there's some real ago. questions about vaccines and their efficacy, no question. Yeah. Especially this with this corona thing. Well, how's the new vaccine going to work? Why don't they have one? 
yeah. if this thing is lab, if uh, people are, I mean, that's really the whole idea of these biological warfare things is to create bugs and then find right. a solution for them. So this is almost like a real warfare state and somebody in the government should have something sitting by and ready, but we don't. So um, I, I'd be real concerned about the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, the ideal thing would be to just, if you're lucky and healthy enough, is to get it and become immune yourself. That's right. that way you would have you not even be tempted or, uh, you know, they wouldn't take the risk of, of taking a vaccine that was paid for by Bill Gates or something like that. So I actually think that every American should be tested. Every American right now, all 330 million of them should be tested, not to see if you're sick, but if you have been um, have been sick. And that actually would. Uh, break down the need for this whole quarantine because people could identify who's been exposed. So if you've been exposed at your job, Mike, I mean, you could be out there working. You could just go back out. You've already had it. And right. whether it lingers on or what the long-term effect of the virus is definitely um, up still of question. Some people have been reinfected, yeah. but they really, and that's okay. I would feel okay if somebody gave me from the government some type of badge that I could carry in my wallet that said, I've already had COVID-19, or I've right. already been exposed to the SARS-CoV virus, so nope, that'll be okay. So I William, think that that's the way we should head right. As one of your haters William. said, I, I think William William, is being, William Ramsey is being paid by the Luciferian cabal to post these lies. That's real science. <laughs> we can't have real science. That's like yeah, common so. sense. And that's the last thing people are going to think about right now. But that's why your voice is very important. I, I hope you're doing um, a lot of shows. William Ramsey investigates. People need to listen in and, and follow along with your incredible work. You're just gumshoe detective style, very plotting, very meticulous, searching, probing radar into all kinds of true crime and Luciferian com- cabal actual luciferian cabal cults and um the smiley face killers etc and also get your books because you absolutely you're just a detective like you don't stop like i mean you're like that guy in that movie that just doesn't stop until he gets all the bad guys it's awesome well i i like my books because they're all footnoted so you can see exactly what i research and it's not something I'm making up. So yeah. you can get real details about Crowley and uh, what kind of evil things he was up to and how many people he influenced. So, I mean, I think that that and I also put out a second documentary for Smiley Face Killers last month. It's available on Vimeo. So if people are bored, they can go to Vimeo and check out my films. And I've got a couple of things that are right on the horizon. So, awesome. uh, oh, we got to do another show stay, just about that. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, I've gone back over Crowley again. I've been reading some of his other stuff and oh, wow. uh, looking at some of the other books. And uh, yeah, it's uh, still pretty brutal. Pretty, pretty, uh, you know, the Alamantra working. I was reading through the actual magical diary of that, where the result of that was the picture of the gray alien, you know, from 1918. that took place at one university place right off of Washington Park in downtown Manhattan. Really, this is a kind of epicenter of magic this magical event that people reference and that ties into the whole alien multi-dimensional being theory so, let's uh, talk about that a little bit what is, i mean uh, how do so you go pro, from yeah, true yeah, crime yeah. to suddenly the reality of multi-dimensional demonic beings so are you do you actually believe in a supernatural realm 
Yes, no question. I definitely do. And I think that Crowley in, was going towards it from a different evil angle, but I definitely believe in different kingdoms, realms, dimensions. And, uh, you know, his style was definitely uh, something that the Bible would prohibit. Uh, he was definitely a um, necromancer communicating with evil spirits and trying to get information from them. But, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely a Bible-based Christian, so I don't... I was much more curious about it to be able to read it in my own language of these things happening as somebody who was never a practitioner of the occult or anything like that. So, But I think that that was really it. I mean, I think my whole investigative, at least public investigative arc started off with real, really the tie of Crowley his ideas in numerology to 9-11 and then through the West Memphis three and the smiley symbols of symbolism, the smiley face, the smiley face killers. So it's been an interesting, uh, interesting ride. A lot of stuff that I didn't believe was real, but you know, 10 years later now it's really just kind of a part of my uh, worldview. Really. One thing I, I love about getting to speak with you is that you have a actual attention span and memory of, big picture perspective of Western civilization and kind of similar in, in, a, in many respects to how Gary Wayne also will bring you through like from Garden of Eden until today and go through all the different Gnostic cult sects, Luciferian doctrine that's influenced the church. But your take on it is you're really nailing down this Crowleyan effect on Western Christendom, Judeo-Christian civilization, seeing that. And we could even do another show about just how G.K. Chesterton versus Crowley comes into play, that you have kind of an awakening of civilization, a lot of people coming to understand reality this last century, and then you have, at the same time, sex, drugs, rock and roll, worshipping Crowley. Mr. Crowley! You know, I was working at Hard Rock for a few months in Waikiki, and it's just like, just pounding pain of rock and roll, like, in my classically music trained, you know, sensitive musical ears, listening to <laughs> worshiping drugs and, you know, hating Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway. No, actual real hatred, like literal, I'm making war against the church and Christ. And I mean, the quotes of Crowley are so vicious and uh, going through them again, made it very clear his outlook and his intent. And I mean, yeah. really it's effect on the 20th century. And I think that just kind of bolsters your point is that having a kind of a the front of your head, understanding that I think as a Christian puts everything in a really clear context, a context. I think it's not some vague thing, but you see the ties of this kind of illumined occult ideology and the, it goes from so many steps, you know, through certainly through the 20th century to today it's it's the key that fits into all this like hey check out this video madonna is totally like illuminati like she actually did a very interesting video last year which you'd be very interested to see where it was about not everybody's going to make it to the future and they repeat it like a thousand times not everybody's going to survive and then they have people dancing with like hazmat masks like old-fashioned sick it's incredible it's one of these, oh, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. It's an incredible production of Madonna singing her old songs, and then it changes into this hip-hop reggae thing, and they're just showing people dying in front of her and be- dead bodies rolling down the stairs, and she's all, like, vo- like just exulting in death. And it's 
it's like an orgy uh, of death and saying a lot of people are about to die and dancing with masks like sick um what do you call them like um not hazmat the masks, gas mask right yeah gas, mask, gas mask. sorry so yeah right, yeah, yeah. yeah no. I, I think i saw clips of that or like uh, stills of that I need to watch that whole thing, but but the the key is the Crowley factor. Like, if people would read your books and listen to your research, they'd feel like, okay, this is all because of this event. And then I like to take it back too to like, okay, Chesterton and where we can get our foundation, our core of faith, because we really do need to have our actual understanding. Why do we believe in the Bible? Why is it important to read the Bible and pray? And you know, so we find those keys, those key people. And then your mind, you can sort of see like all the different symbols and kind of weird coincidences and occult 9-11. I just, and that's why I really hope that we can continue to pick your brain as this whole, this new 9-11 plays out. You know? Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting ride. Like I said, it's only the beginning. But I appreciate you for bringing up Chesterton because I was not really, I didn't know that much about Chesterton. I know he was an eminence, but I had not read Orthodoxy until you and I had talked about it. But uh, he comes up and through this thing of Crowley, Crowley, because he only only respected so few people, one of whom was Chesterton, and he thought was his kind of literary intelligentsia equal. But uh, it is interesting. You see this interplay between these uh, really dark forces and somebody who's really trying to, you know, fight for biblical principles like Chesterton and really get those out there. I mean, Orthodoxy, such a dense book classics classicism and history and christianity but uh i would suggest people try to wrestle with that that's uh definitely a worthwhile I'm, and look i'm not a, a big investigator like william ramsey i was just totally dying in japan and a jesuit university no less and forced to just read study japanese textbooks learning grammar and writing those characters and and then i'd go to the these really super liberal classes where people were making fun of Christianity in the Jesuit school in Tokyo. So Chesterton stood out. C.S. Lewis had mentioned him and it just stood out as this lighthouse of truth. And it's very dense, but pouring through the everlasting man and other books that I found of his to my little 20 year old impressionable soul was like, (gasps) you know, I can breathe in his humor. And even though a lot of his, details you might you know not have a reference for because it's like a hundred years ago and he's very he was very much a man connected to like he just had coffee with hg wells and just went and saw george bernard shaw play and he's just talking about all this information all this history and different myths and you know poetry and it's so it's a little bit you got to kind of wade through him a little bit Gary Wayne didn't know who he was. I was like, Gary Wayne, you must know who. So it's something that I I really appreciate your research too, because you've kind of connected him to the Crowley side of things, which I had no idea about. So, anyway, how's lockdown yeah, going? Well, there, are you able to read at all, or is it like everybody's home? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people around, a lot of noise, nice. but uh, you know, trying to trying to keep it together. But uh, what from if somebody if I can ask you a question as somebody who spent a lot of time in Asia, what's your impression of these events and what's your take as somebody who's been there for ten years? I mean that's an extraordinary amount of time. You know the language. I assume you can really read really some of the mainland language. I don't know what the difference between yeah. um, Taiwan and mainland is. Well, Taiwan and but, China briefly. Taiwan is the actual five thousand year old Chinese 
continuation of their civilization. So the Republic of China in 1911 was established after the revolution that downed those emperors in the mainland. And then World War II and communism. I mean, World War II for them started, it took like two decades where they were fighting the communists, they were fighting the Japanese, and finally, you know, 1945, they finished off the, the emperor and but communism had become this huge, huge cancer in the mainland. So the government, the Republic of China, thanks to MacArthur and other good people, actually helped to transplant China and its original religions and its freedom, sort of messy republic right. to right. the it's island Chiang, of Taiwan. Chiang Kai's chef, right? Yes. And everybody says, oh, he was so bad. He was a Hitler. But honestly, he was a war general president that saved China, and he was a Christian. And you can go to Taiwan, and you can learn all about him. Um, he was the president of China, and then he became the president of Taiwan and until he died. And they were always going to go back and reinvade the mainland and take back China, but that never really worked out. And so Taiwan kind of became its own thing. Um, it's a secret. Um, it doesn't exist. The United Nations does not consider it a country, and they're officially still at war with China. And China always says Taiwan belonged to China. And if you lived in China, which I did first, you would think, oh, my gosh, Taiwanese must be freaked out like all the time that China is about to invade. Then you go to Taiwan and they're like super chill, like whatever. They're like really, really laid back Chinese. <laughs> they work hard, but they're very, very friendly, very deep in their their um, culture, rich history, religion. I mean, there's Buddhist temples every street. You go to China, it's like death and hell and like reports of like putting living people in the furnaces in Wuhan, like horror, Yeah, you know, and then like you go I'm to still alive. Don't don't do me in. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Life is so cheap yeah. in China. Go to Taiwan. It's like, boom, you know, we're, we're good. They're taking care of the virus very well. I was there in 2008 to 2018, roughly when we first did our interview and um my only problem was people taking advantage of the Taiwanese corrupt, but not necessarily um, super evil legal system to try to get to me and to mess with my daughter. We shared my story on your show a while ago, but that to me, that was the only danger is the corruption allows for evil people to come in and take advantage of the kind heartedness of the Taiwanese people. So really Taiwan, they knew what they were doing with H1N1 when that came out. Um, they were pretty well geared to take care of that situation. A few people died. It wasn't that bad as they say now. I mean, actually H1N1 killed more people at the time and they, they got, they were super like everybody wore the masks. I mean, Taipei, you got 10 million people and one metropolis pretty much, um, in a basin similar to LA, just kind of super muggy, but um, they really knew what they were doing. Their doctors, their medical system is super good. They copy the German system. So it's like super cheap with really high quality medicine and doctors and technology. Um, so they, they handle it extremely well. And apparently they are handling this present situation. But in Asia, you have this sense of a lot of history, a lot of cultures, a lot of beef with people. So you've got to space the spanning you know the area of just like new york city to indiana to kentucky and you're talking like 50 different cultures 50 different religions 
you know, thousands of years of war, you know, and you're like, what the? So it's it's definitely a big tangled mess, to, a jungle to hack through, which is why I went to Walmart and uh, I got me one of these sort of, you know, handle equipment. I'm like, I'm not going to I'm not going to mess around here in Hawaii. You know, I've I spent a decade of my life dealing with all these. All these religions and all these. How do I get this thing off? Oh, well, the interesting thing is that the, the mainland China seems to just want to destroy any competing philosophy to communism. It seems right. like they're blowing things up. They're killing people. And it's very sterile. It's almost just watching some of these videos. Yeah, uh, it's really just no symbols. But only a lot of uh, red banners with you know slogans. It's almost. Exactly. It's very dystopic in a real dystopic way. What Everybody's seeing, packed into tall things. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're seeing what would happen if if this new self righteous millennial um, libtard generation, if they win, they're going to burn down and destroy every church, every statue of Thomas Jefferson or George Washington, because he's got hate speech or he owned a slave once, and you won't. You'll have a total restructuring of English language. It'll become like a Soviet America. That's China. You're seeing all the teenagers that got the little badge from Mao Zedong, killed, had a gun, you know, went to their village, shot all the ancestors, all the the elderly, burned down all the temples, and and you're seeing the rubble of of a destroyed mess. There's a there's an event called the Cultural Revolution, which killed a hundred million people. In general, they they believe a hundred million people. At least that's the most death ever in the planet. <laughs> so that's China. That's where that's yeah. where you know we're worshiping this new communist system. It's just so. If you look at the history of Mao Zedong, I mean, he had all these different rivals and all these different groups, and he had just destroyed them yeah. in toto. So we would have rivals within one intellectual thing. Okay, you're all dead. Two million dead. Exactly. Oh, this is a problem here. Ten million dead, and they just just. They just the enforcement was off the charts, and even today, I mean, really, some of the insight into this whole uh, COVID nineteen phenomenon came from these leaked videos that came out of Hubei, the province of Hubei, before yes. it got shut down, and it was vicious. I mean, it, it literally looks like something from a, like a Mad Max movie the shootings. It was pretty, got pretty bad, and there's no guns in China, but people are getting shot. People are, yeah, bad. Really bad, 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 bad stuff. And, you know, people dragged away. So, um, Well, speaking of Mad Max, yeah. and I'll answer to that, but all you need to do is spend about $36 at Walmart, buy a bunch of these. I got my motorcycle. I'm going to, like, weld them. I'm going to have two in the front. I'm going to have one on each handlebar. <laughs> you know, I'm ready. <laughs> Just telling everybody. I'm ready for this to go down. Um, Did you see the, do you see the mean meme that had the little kid uh, from Mad Max or something? It's he said, I think the meme was like the end of 2020. It's just some like <laughs> grunting little kid who can't speak English. So, And the other meme yeah. was like, do we do we start dressing like this now? Or is there a point where <laughs> no, we need That's awesome. Well, boy, oh, boy. what you just said um, about China, and this goes into some prophetic mystic stuff, but basically China – was losing big time. They lost in Taiwan. The new president is super not happy with China. China has been able to buy out a lot of Taiwan's politicians in the past, and they're not able to do that anymore. They're lo- I mean, I don't like the present 
president in Taiwan. I don't think she stands for like what the morals of the conservative Taiwanese people hold to. Um, however, she is pro separation from China, whereas the last president, Ma Ying-jeou, was uh, kind of like a pro China sort of guy. So um, that's a great thing. And then Hong Kong was completely out of their control. And then guess what? Wuhan had huge protests going on, too. Nobody talks about that. So I have friends in Taiwan that I'm interviewing here and there that are doing a lot of local research. And this this whole virus thing, the good side of it, it's all about China is, is about to lose completely. And China is the big one, as everyone knows. Once, they, once the communists lose their power, it's going to be a major shift for us freedom fighters who sometimes we're just hacking away and hacking away and hacking away. And it's like, is anybody winning out there? And then suddenly you have this like, boom, you know, we have this president that gets elected out of nowhere and just kills the mainstream media. And that's kind of what's going to happen with China. And I had a dream two days before or even a day before the virus outbreak where I was pointing my finger at this Chinese communist lady and in fluent Chinese, like more fluent than I actually speak it, I was pointing at her. She was making fun of America and democracy and, oh, America's going to lose and America's stupid. And and I pointed my finger at her and I spoke in fluent Chinese. You are going to see the future of China. It'll be just like Hong Kong covering your whole country. The people will rise up and you're going to lose China. And then she sat down, like, just totally put in her place. And the Taiwanese president was sitting there. And I just was, I woke up. I was like, what the heck was that dream all about? And then the next day was like... Wuhan virus, and now everything's about that. Wow, but behind it is China yeah. is losing their power. So, well, it's interesting when you talk about the influence about China, mainland China or the CCP on Taiwan. Their influence in the U.S. is real. Uh, you know, if you look right. at Biden, he was he's like the Democratic contender. His son was involved in all kinds of quote investment things where there was billions of dollars being moved around for money from China. And they had that whole Thousand Talents program. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. That ties into a lot. Okay. So they had a kind of Thousand Talents program where their, I think their ultimate objective was to obtain intellectual property of all varying different types, right? So Uh, it would be uh, biological stuff, uh, technological uh, computers. And so they had this. But what's an interesting tie-in to this whole virus thing is the arrest of a guy by the name of Charles Lieber. He was a Harvard nanotechnology guy. Have you heard the story? I mean, I, mean, I know about it's about... Lieber? Sorry, say that last part again. Well, I... it keys in. It'll key into it. I, uh, but it's the thousand talents. But you're supposed to disclose, I think, to the FBI or the government if you're taking money from any foreign entities. And he did not right. disclose that he was getting something like half a million dollars a year. And he was directly tied to Wuhan. He would. Gosh. He had some kind of tie either into the Institute of Virology there, or something. But it turns out they found out that two of his, what, what would the PAs, you know, one of his uh, assistants, were members of the the Chinese. They were lieutenants in the Chinese military uh, who were claiming to be students. And they caught one of them. One of them got away and got back into mainland China. But they caught one of them on a plane, and he had nineteen biological uh, vials hidden in his sock so something was going yeah so something was going on this is fairly recent i think the arrest was 
November of 2019, uh, maybe earlier, a little earlier. So late 2019, there was something going on where this biology is being transferred. And there's also uh, the same thing happened in Winnipeg, which is their BSL-4 lab in Winnipeg in Canada. They busted another kind of infiltration of a whole group. And wow. she would, uh, one of these ladies was shipping things back in boxes to China, not very safe. So something could have gotten out, you know, I don't really know that core thing of what happened. But, uh, you know, people are still speculating. I think that some people are talking about, you know, an accidental leak that uh, is a potential, a potential for the, the beginning of this whole this whole outbreak. Well, it, and it goes beyond just the bioweapons. It's it's nuclear secrets. It's technology. It's very, very vital and core keys, sensitive state information military stuff and when i first came to hawaii as you know hawaii's oahu is like this giant military base basically for every branch of the military like they call it the joint air force base the navy air force pearl harbor because it's the navy and the air force and then you've got army bases all over the place and marines everywhere i go every food service job i've taken has had like are you guys marines i can tell i can tell if they're air force marines or army now like i've worked with these people the ones coming in and out of the military. I considered joining the air force a few months ago. Cause I've got a few more years and I'll tell you, these guys are awesome. Like, I'm like, man, I want to learn all this cool stuff. And I, I hope they'll still let me do my podcast. But when everything went down and I don't know, well, we'll see. I have another year or two to decide, but um, it would be cool to, to get some training anyway. Yeah. The thousand talents plan. Chinrin Jihua is uh, a thousand people plan in Chinese. It basically, is this overall their strategy of just buying out foreigners. And this went all the way up to Obama and the Clintons too. They would sell our secrets. The way they would do it was they would accidentally leave bio material like that in a trash can. And then somebody would come and pick it up. And then, you know, years later they'll have like some kind of big, let's have Bill Clinton come and, give a speech and we'll just give him $300,000, but <laughs> you know, we're going <laughs> to, and that's how they pay them back. It's very like a long-term corruption. Um, it's not as sneaky wow. as Hillary Clinton meets with soon. So, and then he's like, did you bring the money? And she's like, yes, here's the briefcase. Like it's more of a, in your face kind of corruption, like you're saying. So, but wow, um, that's the military constantly yeah. catches Chinese people walking around the army base. That's what I wanted to say. They have like what, they're telling me like, yeah, we see these Chinese tourists walk off into like restricted wow. areas in Pearl Harbor. We're like, oh nope, you're not allowed to go there. <laughs> you know? Well, what? Oh. Wow. <laughs> so oh that, right, and that's the same thing that happened at uh, Mar-a-Lago at Trump's, right? Didn't they catch some spy in there too? Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but this guy Navarro, who's on Trump's like you know, in the very top of the administration has written very critical anti-Chinese books. Have you seen those books that he's read? He's written? They're all about China's being the next, you know, competitor and oh, wow. potential military enemy of the United States. Yeah, and he's right there at, uh, he's right there at Bill, at uh, Trump's side. Navarro is his name. If you look it up on uh, Amazon, his books, I'll see what they are. Navarro, okay. Peter Navarro is his name. Peter Navarro, gotcha. Yeah, I think Peter Navarro is actually he, um, the head. Uh, might, he has like a he has a high title. I forgot, I forgot what it is right now. 
But his book is Death by China, Confronting the Dragon, A Global Call to Action, Peter Navarro. And then he also authored The Coming China Wars. And these are fairly recent uh, books. I think that Death by China was published, that's 2011. And then The Coming China Wars, How They Will Be Fought, that is 2008. So not that recent, but uh, yeah, so he's right there, right there in the administration. Wow. He accused China of keeping its currency cheap, deplores practice of forcing American firms to handle. So this is, he kind of covers all the bases. This guy looks like a real expert on China. Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy is the director right now. That's his, uh, that's his title. Yeah, he has an MPA and PhD from Harvard. He's legit. Yeah, we need people that are really, really willing to go through all the paperwork and get into the nitty gritty of what's actually happening on the books is super important. I'm more of like a, I was there for my whole life kind of guy and talk to a lot of really intellectual people. I used to sit at the feet of this um, professor, just kind of break down all the ways that the Obama administration was sort of selling out to China and Taiwan was paying for it. And it was just like, Oh no! <laughs> like, just so dep- and then I'd be like, "Can we pray?" <laughs> hey man, these, look at our manu- look at our manufacturing base is gone, you know. And this is corruption that's taken place in the U.S. over thirty years, at least going back to, you know, Clinton two thousand what nineteen ninety two. You know, at least something like that. We've let it all go to China. It's embarrassing. Literally begging for, you know, the ability to make drugs. It's, it's it's incredible that we've dropped that far as a country. It's really shameful. You know, the light at the end of the tunnel with all this stupid lockdown stuff, and, and you've called BS, so I can I can talk like this with you on the whole coronavirus thing. Curfonivirus is what my pa told me about it was, actually. Is that it's... I, I heard this spoken on some talk radio show, and it just... Everything fit when I heard this man call in and say this that the globalists really jumped the gun on this one like this the reason it's such a flop in so many ways it's going to turn out that way is that they were planning to really really scare us with like mass death like if there were bodies in the streets everywhere and like you know monty python like bring out your dead ding ding kind of thing you know like the holy grail we would be willing to really play along um problem is there's enough stupid people that they are playing along however um it's like the enemy was freaked out because trump started to bring back all that manufacturing to the u.s he started to boost the economy people getting jobs again were gaining upper hand everywhere they were trying to fight him russia didn't work out the impeachment hoax didn't work out nothing worked out and then the democrats don't have anybody except these old white guys that look really bad and they're losing yeah super corrupt biden the only reason that they are the head the the democrats want is because he's super corrupt and they're corrupt i mean glenn greenwald who's like on the left said the entire democratic establishment is trash it's so beautiful to watch them all falling apart but now we're just seeing their last like a cornered rat lashing out looking for his last little weapons and i think we're going to come down to seeing the rise of the b system the antichrist system but it will be in its glory, it will also be very kind of like, what? That's it? Like, this is the mark of the beast? Like, I think a select group of people will go along with it. And we will actually have the majority of humanity not wanting to go along with it, I, I believe. Because there's just so many people waking up now. 
And freedom is yeah, so popular. You know, you're going to see a free China. You're going to see just victory like you've never seen before. But it's only if you watch CNN and pay attention to even the alternative media, I think, is going along with the fear too much. Then you can get scared. But actually, what are we doing? I'm I'm fishing yesterday. Check out my YouTube channel. I'm going fishing, you know, Spirit Force fishing. Freak out in Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. We're all dying. And it's just like peaceful, beautiful. My wife is planting a garden. You know, we're um, spending more time with our family. We're reading the Bible and praying more. And, you know, we're like learning about the real world and, and playing some video games, too. But we're having fun, you know. And that's the thing. Humanity's coming back, you know. And how, how do you think it's going to play out in China with this kind of new generation of people who really want change? I think they're they're going to learn from Tiananmen, right? The real the real kind of freedom fighters there, mainland China. The, do you remember when this all started? There were videos from people in Wuhan that were criticizing the government. They were actually standing yes. up. That was so powerful. Like you don't understand. The Chinese people are afraid of doing that. Usually, if you do that, that's signing your own death warrant because the government cracks down but now because they saw the example in hong kong they're getting brave and a lot of the younger generation in wuhan started i mean they were wearing masks and everything they were kind of disguising their identity but they were actually saying things publicly through the internet against the government it was like yes (laughs) yes so because when you're there i've been to china a number of times lived there People will tell you under their breath, quietly, actually, I don't believe in the Chinese communist government. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> you know, they're so afraid. Um, but they're incredibly smart and they're not playing along. And what I've heard is a, a large number of even the communist government is Christian, is, is underground secret Christian. So there's more Christians there. The underground church isn't this like underground dwelling in caves like the Roman church, you know, Roman Christian church in the catacombs. This is literally like most people hate the government. Everybody wants to come to America. Everybody wants to be American. They want freedom. They secretly all want to go and live in Taiwan. You know, they just they want their kids desperately to be able to go to university in America. They they love Jesus. They just, they have this problem and it's funded by the new world order globalists. This fake China system is funded by the Obamas, the Clintons kind of people, the Kissingers. Doesn't it go back to David Rockefeller? I thought yeah, way back that he was instrumental in putting that whole civilization together. Post post world. You heard that? Well, um, Unfortunately, I'm the only guy that did this actual research, which is super embarrassing, which means we need to get our act together, researchers. The the truth about Mao Zedong, if you look in Yale's own newspaper, they have very arrogantly posted the article from the 70s where they say proudly, we were the ones who found Mao Zedong in 1915 or around 16, 1917. After the revolution, evil elements funded by hmm, i wonder what yale is what gosh is there some occult thing that came out of yale some some intelligence agency or something i you know pre-world war ii yale in china discovered and started to train up Mao Zedong from their own newspaper they actually say this 
and you'll find if you search this, you'll you'll find me talking to a bunch of um, university students with a white uh, projector and the whiteboard with Mao Zedong's face on it in that article. And some guy found it and posted his blog, but it's like nobody else is even talking about this or even found that or even put made the connection. I went there, I found the article, I I did a little five minute blurb telling a bunch of students their own nation's history. It was kind of funny using uh, Chinese and English. And they're like, oh, this white guy knows about our history. Ooh. And I'm like, look, your culture was stolen from you. Your country was stolen from you. They got this guy. And just like Obama came out of nowhere and become this big hero, they give him these Nobel Peace Prizes. Mao Zedong was a nobody. Right. He didn't even have a high school education. And they trained him up from age 15 and turned him into this huge god. And, you know, I forgot why I'm originally what your point was before this, but basically. Well, it was, it was the foundation of the modern, the modern Chinese state was shaped by people outside of China. In their own words, even in, in Yale, Skull and Bones, CIA, Yale, before yeah. World War II, Yale was basically the CIA connecting with, you know, British intelligence and all that. But right. in China, right. Yale in China, look it up, Yale in China. You know, we found Mao Zedong. We made him into this guy. So that whole system, they don't control it now. It's sort of like this monster that got out of control. But they were the ones who built it up. They didn't like Chiang Kai-shek. They didn't like Sun Yat-sen. Before Chiang Kai-shek, there was Sun Yat-sen. They did not like this republic, this freedom thing. No, can't have freedom. We need this authoritarian, evil, communist thing, you know. Same time as the Russian Revolution, all that was going on. You know, we're going to build up a Chinese version. It took a little longer, but, you know, you can learn all about that. Nobody has time to go and read. But Chiang Kai-shek said about the Chinese communist thing, he was like, this is a cancer of our soul. You know, the Japanese, they're an outside threat. We got to fight the Japanese. But this communist thing that's growing, this is, our heart is sick. Our country is going to die. And, And the same thing is now happening in the States, too. And that's kind of failing. I mean, people are finding out socialism isn't that good. You know, we don't really want free <laughs> shite, you know. Right. $1,200 and fast. no freedom, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I've, I've actually seen videos within the last month that uh, there's actually been some conflicts between the people and the police there, and they're not happy. They're really just out protesting in the streets, and that's how it starts. Right. Usually a lot of these revolutions, if you look at the Russian Revolution, or the French Revolution, for that matter, it started because people weren't getting fed. Really, is where the foundation, the core element of people's anger, and then mm. you know it all changed. Yeah, the original Russian. There were two revolutions in 1917, and the first one started because somebody couldn't get bread, and a woman took a a, a rock and chucked it through a window, and that started off this chain of events that led all the way up to Lenin. It's really incredible. Wow. Oh my gosh, that needs to be yeah. So like, yeah, Lenin came back from. I mean, it's a famous ride to uh, to St. Petersburg. He came yeah. back on a train because he knew that the whole country was a mess, and he this was an opportunity for him. He came in with a uh, train full of German gold, so he actually came in financed outside. This is like another example of uh, you know this whole China where somebody outside is is helping insiders. Like he right. showed. So I have to go back and look at the the actual record, but I'm pretty sure he showed up in St. Petersburg with a bunch of gold and bribe people. And next oh, thing wow. you know, you know, it's the Soviet union. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It's really so awful. satanic. And I mean, this is the Bible too. Daniel 
says he will enter in peaceably among a small people. And there have been many antichrists in this whole system where they sort of slither in and they seduce people. Just here's your money. Give us power. Oh, sure. I'll do whatever you say. You know, people in CNN, the same thing. All these talking heads with like million dollar studios and they just say whatever they're told, reading off a teleprompter. It's amazing. Right. Yeah, it's but really amazing. I mean, MSNBC and CNN are operated and owned by total New World Order, you know, uh, you know sort of Guidestone type people. It's Ted Turner, right? With CNN, right. used to be the owner. And uh, Bill Gates is, runs MSNBC. So you got oh two gosh, people, right. you know. What's that? Bill Gates owns MSNBC. I totally forgot about right, that. It's Microsoft, right? Microsoft. So you have two. I mean, you want to you talk about you want to get an honest <laughs> recollection from these two people? No, maybe no way. CNN actually think that they want people dead because they're wow. obfuscating all kinds of therapies and treatments and t- mm-hmm. that hydroxy quinine or whatever that's possibly a therapy for this this virus. They're deliberately trying to twist uh, trump's words so Gosh. it's really very dark and evil yeah it's like deliberate confusion sowing deliberate confusion man and they're yeah i mean they've always done that but now it's like really obvious like it's like we're really afraid of this virus uh doctors everywhere say hey, that have, taking large amounts of zinc will kill the virus don't take zinc it's like what right do you ever notice that the the shape and dimensions of the Georgia Guidestones are the same as the monolith in 2001? I never thought about that, but the monolith in 2001 is a cell phone. If you look at it, it's, do you know it's that? His cell phone. Do you know that? Uh, well, it's a little different in shape. It's actually 11 feet tall. The number of the new the number of the oh, new really? aeon. Oh, really? Do you know? Do you know the, yeah, because if you read the book, so the book that was written by, um, oh, what's his name? The, who was the guy who wrote 2001 with, with Kubrick? It's like oh the English guy. Audience is no, all the, screaming. Uh, <laughs> they're all screaming. Somebody put it in the notes. It was the guy who. Uh, the guy who know, wrote the, 2001. The, Stanley the, the Kubrick. World, no. The, no, the three, the third degree of. Uh, philosophy where anything of high science is indistinguishable from magic you ever hear that part quote um carl sagan no close oh my gosh anyway if you read his book uh if you read his book he actual dimensions of that of that monolith it's clark arthur c clark arthur c clark okay yeah the the actual dimensions you were uh, this is the fascinating element that i learned by reading Arthur C. Clarke, um, is how much he knew the illuminated numerology, 77, 11, the whole bit. But the monolith is 11 feet tall, which fits right into this whole occult stuff that flows through Crowley, which uh, 11 is the number of magic, but also hmm. the number of the new aeon. So, which is, I mean, these guys have so much deep knowledge, man. Kubrick and Clark all, they knew the score, man. Kubrick was a total high, high occultist of the first order, really. He was very, very much more smart. Didn't reveal himself to be that, but through Eyes Wide Shut, I think he really just showed everybody what's really going on at the, at the very top, which is hard to believe. Now, in your mind, having studied this so well and so thoroughly, why is it that just having these occult numbers and symbols has power? 
Like, is it a gang symbol to be like, hey, wink, wink, we're all on the same team? Or is there an actual mystical power from using numerology and doing things on certain dates? And why are they so obsessed with that? That's a great question. And I think for the first part, it's definitely a gang symbol. So people know there's a signaling function. This is what's happening. But it must be something between, you know, the devil and his servants is that that you have to do it this way to get power from me. You know, you have to do this on these dates. You have to respect my religion to get power from me. And I think that that's one of the reasons why they uh, adhere to the occult numerology. You know, so it's really it's it's actually a great question because it's something I've thought about a lot. Why are they adhering so to a T and also I think it's also an expression of power like I can put right. this thing in my place I can do this we're going to do this on September 11th you know this exact date and we're going and it's almost like a ceremonial magic magical function like that element within 911 is definitely there where you do these operations it's interesting that intelligence uses the same nomenclature as ceremonial magicians hmm. so we're going to undertake an operation right that's right. what the, the, the intel guys would say, but that's what also a mag, uh, magician would say. So they put these things in place. How do, we, how do we succeed at this operation? One, we get money to Joe. Two, we drop the bomb, you know, then the guns come in. Three, then our propaganda piece comes in. Four, then we assassinate. So, you know, these steps and steps, it's almost like a ceremonial magician would cling the bell, mm. light the incense, you know, say the words. You know, the step by step to achieve uh, change in conformance with will, like what Crowley said the definition of magic is. But it's interesting how that comes together. But that's a great question, man. I don't know. I think that that's really what they think is that they do get some kind of power or potency or success from, from using the numerology. Yeah. We forget, too, that as Christians, we're not enslaved to religion anymore we don't have to go through all these rituals and jesus pretty much tells us to pray and you know take communion (laughs) that's the only ritual that he's like just remember me remember what i did for you at the cross and people now they have they they wear crosses and they think the cross has power and the symbol of it because that's an old religious idea i mean it could have been an electric chair it could have been anything that this is just a symbol that our god died for us and he rose again. You know, we don't have a symbol for an open, empty grave. We should have a symbol for that, too. But it's like this concept of symbols and rules. Satan is bound by those rules. You know, you got to do X, Y, Z. Don't forget this thing, that, you know, this part, this thing. He doesn't have the keys of reality like God who can just be like one Christian with one little prayer that just barely even... They almost didn't even mean it, but God's like, okay, it's enough faith. Boom. I'll do the miracle. Yeah. And uh, Satan's like, why? I did everything. The pentagrams with the candles with the chicken blood and the baby head and the bleh. And it's like, right, right. you know, we don't understand how much these guys have to go through the religious thing. I have, incidentally, I actually made a cross out of some leftover wood because I needed to hang some stuff from a prop or something. In, in our studio and it just works out to have a cross with like a machete hanging from it and garlic and you know some tools and right. but yeah. it just didn't even occur to me to like ever have a cross in my house like i never even thought of that because i know god does miracles and he's he's faithful and he leads you like abraham through your life and 
yes, Old Testament law, yes, very, very ritual. And yes, Book of Revelation, end time stuff, like he still follows those patterns and rules for like the consecutive, you know, the seven trumpets, the seven vials and the, I mean, down to a T, but I don't think he requires us to live that way. So, but the enemy, yeah, I think the enemy is still following that. So. I think you're right. It's a it's a definite serious difference. I think that it's uh, an excellent point. Well, thank you. Wow, really, William Ramsey said I made a good point. <laughs> sit up a little bit stranger. Uh, it's really true. It's almost like these guys have to do these like rituals and things like that. Like it's a real. It's a. It's not a light yoke. You know, these guys are like this is the way you're going to do it. You better do what I tell you, or you know, you're done. So, Amazing. yeah. Well, in with the interest of your time and your very very busy schedule now, I know you have you've got to attend to so many different jobs and be in so many places. <laughs> Remember last time we did a show, I was wearing like I had to get my tie and like wear some fake glasses, and now like I can't remember last time no, I took off just, these sweatpants. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's nice. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Uh, how do you think this whole? I mean, I guess, I guess we'll just have to keep in touch and see how this whole thing plays out. Where do see you what see this month playing month. out? I mean, you post these things to incite the graph of bored Facebook people. <laughs> it's so great. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's really a month to month thing. I think that we could have kind of a miracle where you have a functioning therapy and uh, yeah, the lethality of this virus is 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 downgraded. You know, and I, I do think that people who don't have access to some of the stuff are going to be in real trouble. But I do, I do think that there's a lot of pe- people praying and looking and, and really trying to ascertain a way out of this. So I think that that's that's where I rest my hope is uh, you know prayer for people trying to figure out a way to to come out on the other side. So that's really what you know. I, I expect to see uh, God moving in the world. You know for for his followers, really. That's what I say. Well, keep it up, brother. You're doing a great job. <laughs> what you're you're obviously I haven't even kept up with all of your shows recently, but you're extremely prolific and and everybody needs to go check out the the new Smiley Face Killers documentary. I know I will on Vimeo. And is that part two Correct. or is that where can we find that? I part two. I looked yeah, for the it. The first on Vimeo. one is there too. It's three and a half hours and then I do it did a two hour follow up which is the global slaughter continues. So that's just kind of looking into that whole phenomenon. That's on Vimeo. I put out an occult Hollywood too on there, uh, volume two. I did it one 10 years ago, but it upgraded. And I put a lot of the Arthur C. Clarke and Kubrick information on there. So people have want to see two guys who are really high end uh, occultists really shaping the world and, and their effect on the culture. Uh, check it out. I was pretty surprised. I didn't really know how uh, how deep their understanding went. Good evening, Welcome and you can read about it in children in my book, Children of the Beast, as well. So we, you know, that I mean, that whole subject and it ties directly in with everything else we just talked about because at the very heart and core of all this deep state, whatever is child sacrifice, murder, rituals, satanic ritual abuse, you know, um, and you were in a documentary that Tom Horn produced as well. The Skywatch team made um, yeah. about with, with Russ Isdar 
that kind of got into right. some of this stuff. Russ Dizdar basically just nails on the head the whole SRA thing, satanic ritual abuse, occult crime. So what an awesome duo that was. If we could ever get you and Russ on a show again, that would be really cool. Um, yeah, I would have enjoyed it. But yeah, that's the thing, guys. Like, We're not in a war just for our liberties here. We're actually in a huge cosmic battle where innocent young men and children are being butchered and that's part of this the whole technology of satan is they have to do that to get power to fight god to destroy the world (laughs) we're in this world that is so crazy so i want to thank you for just thousands of missing people even people that don't know that you've fought for them and their families don't know i'm sure they know if they passed on but the martyrs the people that have died secretly they all thank you from heaven, I'm sure, for your work. So continue to, to fight, and let's um, definitely keep in touch and, and do yeah. a follow-up um, within the coming weeks, if we can. Awesome. Thanks, right. Mike. Man, Great to be with you again. Great talking to you. Awesome. Great. Thank you. God right. bless. God bless you. All right. Bye. Carl's Jr. Hi, Happy. It seems like all I ever hear is bad news. Here's good news. At Carl's Jr., you can get two California Classic Double Cheeseburgers for just five bucks. Double meat, double cheese, double affordable. Available for a limited time only. Participate in Carl's Jr. restaurants. Tax not included. Price participation may vary. At Westcom Credit Union, we know a lot of planning goes into a wedding, like whether to invite your third cousin once removed. But too often, not enough planning goes into your finances as a couple. That's why at Westcom, we want to help you get off to a great start with online tools to help you create a budget and great credit card rates. So even if you don't invite us to the wedding, we invite you to check us out at westcomtogether.com. Westcom. Together, we can do great things. Westcom is insured by NCUA. Certain terms and conditions may apply.